0: The on Dad Podcast in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Odd Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, the Holy Crap, it's my anniversary. Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. You can find me at odddadoutpodcast.com and Odd Dad Out and all the social places, you know. And this is the show where I ramble and rant and I'm probably going to end up doing a lot more of the rambling and ranting and less of the news and podcast recommendation stuff. But that's what I do. I talk about stuff. I talk about what's going on in my life and give you a peek behind the curtain into what is going on in the Weirdness of my brain. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so I kind of I I guess you could say I I I'm not burying the lead. This is my fifth anniversary of this podcast. Holy crap! Five years I've been doing this crap is to as consistent of a level as I've been able to do. And holy crap. So this is episode 188 officially of like the core, core episodes. And I and I always have to like, I always have to say that because of the fact that there's all those little bonusy things. And, you know, I, I don't count November because, you know, national podcast post month stuff. So I've always made it a point not to count that. But technically speaking, I've done. Um, like 240 episodes. I don't even remember, like really at this point, (laughs) let's look it up. We're going to look it up together. 268 listenable episodes, technically. And a lot of those are little things, but holy crap I've done. And I guess that makes up for all of the time that I missed. Was it, what's it? Okay. Five years, 52 weeks that should be today math. I'm going to do math. Okay. Okay. No, I'm going to do calculator, but I'm going to do math because 52 weeks. And I'm sure somebody right now is yelling at their speakers, 52 weeks. And I can normally do math in my head, but then they put a microphone in front of me times five. So that should be 260 episodes, give or trip for the most part. If I, if I never took a break, in five years, that's two hundred and sixty episodes. And what did I say a second ago? I got two sixty-eight. So, and this will be two sixty-nine. So, I'm a little out of the curve. Hey, all that November scrambling, trying to do extra stuff for a few years, has has made up for all of the uh, time that I missed from, uh, you know, having kids or moving or going on vacation or holidays or. Like just falling asleep, like I did last week. <laughs> and if you aren't one of those people that follows me on the social media places Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in the Oddballs Facebook group, which is in the show notes every week, and you should totally be there. It's a right there and a banner and stuff on the website, you should go there. You should go because that's honestly the one place I'm the most active. I'm not super active on social media. That's probably the one place you're most likely to get direct interaction with me. So you should go there. It's it's cool place, man. All the cool kids are doing it, man. But if you're not in all the social media places that I am, um, yeah. So the, the, the long and short of last week, why there was no show last week, was literally that I fell asleep. So the the hardest thing I have going right now with, as it pertains to the show and keeping the show going, because you know I had that big long break at the start of all the Corona stuff with the boys and homeschool stuff and trying to figure all that out. And when we moved into the house and when my wife started working from home, and all this stuff that changed our regular home routine and it made it very difficult for me to sit down and record the show and I had to figure out how I was going to do this. Well, I've, I've mentioned that I'm now recording at night while everybody's in bed. And the thing about that is my wife doesn't like when I am home on Sunday and Monday nights when I'm home from work. And I go to bed, or she goes to bed, and I don't go to bed with her. She doesn't like that. Which is understandable. It's completely understandable. Like, I'm home. Why am I not going to bed? Why are we not going to bed together at the same time? Like normal married adults. <laughs> because I do this. But as kind of a, I don't know, what's, what's the right way to put this? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm blanking on the word. But it's like, I, I, our, our kind of agreement, I guess you could say is that when she goes to bed, I go lay down with her. And so she basically she goes to bed and she goes to sleep with me there. And then when she's asleep, I'll get up and I'll come into the office and do my thing. And then I stay up until like two or three in the morning, getting all this stuff recorded and making little doodle art things that I do. And and writing up some bullshit for the website because, I mean, come on, how often do you all actually check the website? Um, now, if you're listening, I'm honestly seriously considering doing something that Paul from Varmints did a while back and just hiding shit in the show notes. It was like, hey, for those people who actually read the show notes, there's going to be a secret thing in there. And if you actually are somebody who reads the show notes, message me the see, the secret special thing in there. And I'll, I'll give you something. I don't know, but I don't know. Don't, don't, don't quote me on that right now, but I'm, I'm seriously thinking about doing something like that just cause it'd be a fun, cool thing to do. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I, it, I, having all of that and having the whole, you know, I had to, as she went, I know I normally go, I lay down with her until we go to, until she goes to sleep. Well, last week I fell asleep too. And then I didn't wake up until like five in the morning. And at that point, there was no way in hell I was going to get up and record a podcast at five o'clock in the morning and have any expectation that I wasn't going to wake up everybody else in the house. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck it. And I just rolled over and went back to sleep. And I was that? <laughs> And I will, I will, I will thank you to everybody who is all supportive and stuff. I'm like, oh, get your sleep. Sleep's so important. I'm like, yeah, but this is important to me too. And doing this and being here for you every week, you know, because if you're listening to me right now, you're weird enough to have committed m- me to your brain, and I don't want to waste that. And so, here I am. <laughs> and so yeah. So, uh, if you haven't figured out, I'm not doing anything, and I realize five years—that's a big thing. Five years doing this podcast, regardless of my inconsistencies, is is a is really big, and it's a really big milestone, especially for a singular show. I have friends who have been podcasting for this long, maybe not the same show, maybe doing other thing, whatever they're doing, you know. But for me, this is what I have. And I've, I've talked about doing other podcasts and my, and, and, and my wife and I did mom and dad cuss for a while. We actually did that show for a little over a year, which was surprising. We only had like 30 some odd episodes cause that was super inconsistent. But you know, I've, this has been me, this, this show is me. And this is what I've, I've, you know, put my, all of me into for the last five years. And it's really amazing to me that I've been doing this for so long, which at the same time also gives me the the reference point of my youngest is about to turn five because the show started just before he was born, and for those of you playing the home game and are sick enough to have listened for that long, the third episode was recorded the night he was born, okay the night before he was born um and so like. I've told the story before, but I was recording episode three right around three o'clock in the morning while my wife was admitted to the hospital and they were going to induce labor the next morning. So it's three o'clock in the morning and I'm sitting there stressing out because new dad stuff and waiting on my sit I was like, okay, my sisters are going to come by in the morning, watch the other boys. I'm going to go to the hospital. We're going to have the baby. And my dumbass ass was up until three o'clock in the morning recording that episode. Because what else was I going to do? Um, so, <laughs> yeah. That, so the, the stuff like this, it really puts that into perspective. But I don't know. I, I When it occurred to me that this was going to be the fifth anniversary episode, I had like a split second thought of doing something big and then I realized I really can't, I really can't do anything big on the show right now. I can't do almost anything big or complicated on the show right now at all, just because of the the limitations I have with time now, like between me recording at night and my time zone, because of the fact that I am in Arizona and different time zones, and it seems like the whole world exists outside of my time zone. So everybody that I would like to talk to, I'm not going to be trying to have conversations with them at 11 o'clock at night, my time. Because in a lot of cases, that's one or two in the morning, their time. Or in the case of people on the other side of the world, it's actually a little more convenient for them. But, you know, I have, I have podcast friends and people I'd like to talk to and have guests that are all over the place. But if I have to sit down and record with them at 11 o'clock, my time, There's no way that's convenient. And I don't care if most podcasters don't sleep. I'm not going to do that to them because it's kind of a shitty thing to do. So I've, at least for the time being, I've got all of my guest stuff is all pretty much on hold, which means I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing any guest spots. I'm not having any guests on at the moment because it's kind of what it's kind of how to happen. And it sucks. Um, But it is what it is. It's just the way things happen sometimes and it's, but yeah, just so much stuff as far as like the fifth anniversary and I can't do all the big stuff and I'm I'm sure had I said and remembered like months and months ago, Hey, my fifth anniversary is coming up. I want to do something big. Um, I'm not a planner. If if you've paid any attention to the show over any amount of time, I'm not really a planner when it comes to the show. And so I think the only thing I ever planned was episode 100. And that took way too much work. <laughs> there was so much that went into that. And I, I just burned myself so hard on doing that sort of stuff. And even for something like National Podcast Post Month, which I'm just going to tell you now. I'm not doing it this year. I can't unless my wife is back to work in her office in November, which again, I live in Arizona right now, probably not gonna happen. So realistically I, I just can't. I can't do national podcast post month uh, this year. So I, I can't do any of the big stuff right now. I'm I just and again, I'm not a planner. Even when I do that, those, all of those, I mean, not that this isn't, but every one of those, you know, attempts at 30 episodes in 30 days are completely pulling it out of my ass every day. Every day it's come up with another thing, fly by the seat of my pants, improvising everything. 99% of what I have on this show is improvised. I read a news story. That's the like the, the headline and the bit that's obviously me reading. That's the extent of me planning. And again, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you know this. This is all improvised. This is all me just, you know, running my mouth. And so when it comes to stuff like anniversaries, and I think I even missed the anniversary last year. I think it was like, oh, shit, my four-year anniversary was two weeks ago. It's like that. I actually put it on my my Google calendar now so I can remember it. but. It's, it's just one of those things. I, I guess it comes up. It's a, Hey, it's my anniversary. Uh, And now it's a, here's the show. (laughs) And I guess because five years, again, five years is a long time, you know, in, in podcast world, you know, most people quit before five episodes and then a bunch more quit before 10 and, you know, making it to a hundred is a huge undertaking. And So, sitting here five years later, having done 260 plus episodes inconsistently, um, nearly 300. If I actually add everything up between both shows, I think I've done about 300 podcast episodes at this point. Um, I, I I don't know where I was going with that. I just look back and like, wow, I've, I've, I've done all this and I, I've committed so much time to doing this. I don't know what else I would do. I don't know. Like, I could not tell you what my life would be like in the last five years without podcasting. Because honestly, and, and, and anybody, and you ask anybody, you ask any indie podcaster, we will tell you once you get in, you're you're all in. It's either you're all in or you're not in at all, and so it very much becomes a major part of who you are and what kind of a person you are in your life. And so it's really funny for me. I, do I say I don't know if it's funny? It's it's crazy for me to look back and think, holy shit, I've spent the last five years behind this microphone sharing my brain scrambles and all the whatever the hell's going on with me to you to literal strangers in the internet world and you're sitting there listening or standing or jogging or whatever the fuck you're doing I don't know they're gonna judge you for how you listen to the show unless you're like standing on your head in the shower listening to me because that's dangerous you should like not do that, but <laughs> I just, it. the more I think about how long I've been doing this and the more I, I, I appreciate you because you put up with what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing from, I mean, from a technical perspective, I know what I'm doing. I know how to do this. I've been doing this for so long. And from a a technical perspective, in the the big great big envelope balloon whatever uh, device within to contain things that this is words words are hard. I'm good at this. In the level of, I'm really good at bullshitting on this microphone, and I'm good at somehow opening up. You know, podcast lie detector test, you know, podcast truth serum, stick a mic in front of a podcaster. They just open up. And so that's what I'm good at. I'm not some storyteller. I'm not somebody who can I can't sit here. I would love. Oh, man, I wish so much that I was good at creative writing. I've been listening to a lot more and I've talked so much about like get more and more leaning into audio drama stuff and wanting to do that, wanting to be on those shows and and the the voice acting and the performing of that. I love doing that. And I've, I've, I listened to these shows and I'm just like, one, ah, I want to do that from a voice actor perspective. And ah, I want to do that from podcaster perspective. Of, I wish I could write that. I wish I could sit down and write a a audio drama, a story, or like not even like Girl in Space or Oz Nine, something where it's like scripted, crazy, you know, multi part characters and all this stuff. Maybe even something like the No Sleep podcast, where it's just kind of crazy, uh, dark fiction. And short stories, I've I, I don't do that. I've never I've never really had a talent for writing fiction, I guess. And so, it I'd like that is the thing I really wish I could do. Is and I I just don't know. I, I honestly I my sisters do this. I have a sister. She's written. She's been working on a novel. It's like a a YA series type thing. She's been writing for a while. She's written a ton of short stories. Um I can't do that. I've I've kind of harassed her a little bit over the years now and then to like, hey, you know, maybe you should just write some stories and we can make it into a podcast. And I seriously feel like I just need to start harassing her more. Hey, how about you write these stories and we'll turn it into an audio drama? And then we'll get rich and famous and everything. Yeah. (laughs) For those of you at home, I am uh, currently drinking a Dr. Pepper and cream soda. I don't know if you've seen these in the store. Um, My wife looks at me like I've got lobsters coming out of my ears when I drink these. But you know what? If straight Dr. Pepper is just a little too sharp for you, this is really damn good. It's, it's got all that. It's, if you've, yeah, I don't know if you've ever had a Dr. Pepper float at Dairy Queen. I think you can get them at Whataburger too. I know Whataburger had the, the Dr. Pepper milkshakes for a while. This is very similar because you got that vanilla cream soda flavor with the Dr. Pepper. It's very good. Not a commercial, just really good. Unless Dr. Pepper wants to pay me and then it's totally a commercial. <laughs> Cha-ching. Dr. Pepper and cream soda taste the flavor or whatever the fuck. I don't know. I've seen an ad for this naturally and artificially flavored. Well, yeah, because Dr. Pepper taste the whatever they ad says. Dr. Pepper, they don't even do commercials like that anymore. Like in, in my, 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 uh, venturing and, and still gaining knowledge in voice acting and, and voiceover work, I have, The one thing you learn very quickly, well, there's two things. One, they are all beating this freaking dead horse that is coaching, 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 coaching. The one thing you will always hear a hundred million times is coaching and training. You got to get a coach. You got to get a coach. You got to get a coach. There's like two people out there who are successful voice actors and coaches who will tell you, you don't have to have a coach immediately. They'll say, absolutely, you should, you should have a coach. Why? Because everybody in a professional skill thing could benefit from having a coach, but you don't have to, but don't expect to be making $50,000 an hour when you don't have any coaching, but you can make a living. At the same time, uh, they also will tell you'll also hear that nobody wants an announcer voice anymore. So you're not going to hear the Dr. Pepper with cream soda, taste the flavor, because that's the tagline that I just decided to put on that. You're, you're not going to get that most of the time anymore. Mostly you're going to get the, you know, the the super chill McDonald's commercial, the ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's all I got. You'll get something sing-songy before you'll get the big radio announcer guy, unless they're giving you the big radio announcer guy on purpose for effect because they're trying to sound like they're at the ball game. And I don't know baseball well enough to even fake this sort of thing. Back to you, Ted. <laughs> I Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't watch sports. I have no clue how to do big announce. I can do the voice. But to actually bullshit my way through like... Eddie's he's rounding second. Yeah. Da, Dan Marino going in for a, what the fuck? And only Dan Marino first fucking sports thing. I came to mind. I don't even remember what the fuck movie. Wasn't he in Ace Ventura? <laughs> uh, this is, it's actually not that late for me right now, but this is what, what my brain does. This gets like, i I told you i want to have more fun in the show and so yeah this is what happens but yeah this is that that's the thing is that one of those things you find out they don't want announcer voice anymore and you know what the easiest thing to do when you're gonna fake a commercial is go into announcer voice taste the flavor and i really wish i could come up with a better tagline for this drink but they're not paying me so it doesn't matter But it's good. If you have it around, you should try it. Um, <laughs> it's probably going to be one of those things. It was around for a month and they took it off shelves because not a pe- enough people bought it. Yeah, dipshit, because you only had it on the shelves for a month and you didn't advertise it. Uh, but <laughs> so, besides my Dr. Pepper and cream soda, what have you been up to? We've been like on a kick lately with catching up on horror movies because it's just one of those things, you know, my wife and I, every time I'm off of work or when like Saturdays where I work during the day and I come home earlier and we've seriously become pinky and brain where, you know, I'll be leaving work and I'll text her and be like, okay, like, what are we going to do tonight? Or even any given night where I'm home, like, what are we going to do tonight? She's Like same thing we do every night, pinky. (laughs) Like, Try and figure out what to watch on Netflix, and then spend most of the night staring at our phones because we could never decide. <laughs> Which is a lot of what ends up happening. Uh, you know, we've been kind of leaning on uh, horror movie recommendations lately because we like watching horror movies. But my wife is very much not into slashers. She doesn't want anything bloody, and I I can accept that. I I prefer, even though I love slashers like the cheesy ones though. Like I, I I love Freddy Krueger because he's got a personality. I absolutely hate Jason and Michael Myers because they're just boring as fuck. And I'm going to say this now. And I realize this is one of the biggest fighting words. Halloween is a shitty movie. (laughs) Michael Myers is boring as fuck. The Rob Zombie movies were the best thing to happen to that series because it gave some actual personality and an actual story to a movie that has absolutely nothing to it. It's just some schmuck in a jumpsuit killing people for no fucking reason. That's not a movie. That's just a t- treatment. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That is not how you write a movie. You don't even have to write a movie around that. You did literally didn't have to write a movie. You just have to say, okay, how is he going to kill the next person? Literally. There's no story there. It's a bunch of bullshit. Fuck Halloween. <laughs> Watch my listener count dwindle down to single digits right there. Okay, I just had to say it. <laughs> Jason Voorhees being literally just a, a knockoff of Michael Myers equally sucks, but at least he has a backstory that makes sense. Why he can't die is a whole other thing, but at least his story makes sense. You can just say, you know, revenge spirits and there. <laughs> but yeah, Freddy, per- Freddie Krueger has personality. That's why I like Freddy. And so cheesy horror movies um, where, the, where the, the killer has to have some sort of like there has to be something about them and there has to be a story to follow. Otherwise, it's just senseless killing. It's why I really don't like most torture porn type stuff like hostile. I've never been able to get into those movies because those movies are like they're gore for the sake of gore. And so I, I like the Saw movies, which you're like, seriously, what the fuck? How do you say you don't like torture porn and you like Saw? I like Saw because of the story, the big hook with the Saw series has always been the how is it all connected? Because once you got to the third movie and realized, oh, yeah, this is the thing. It's all connected. Everything goes back to the original Saw. Then you're like, how are they going to put all these together again? How are they going to keep, how is this all connected? And yeah, they got sloppy with it in the later movies, but that was always the thing. It was always about the interconnected story and stuff like that. So I can watch those. I don't mind gory movies and I don't mind like something like, uh, it's another one. I don't necessarily, I'm not as big of a fan of the original Hellraiser. As I am of the second and third movies, and everybody says the third movie is garbage, but that was actually the first one I watched. That one scared the ever living shit out of me, and it's what I think it's one of those purists. I think that's the thing with these movies is that the purists are like, "No, this is the greatest one, the originals, that the the greatest one because it's the closest to the source material." It is nothing like the source material if you actually are familiar with it. It is very much not anywhere near the source material, but. That was the one that scared the shit out of me because it was v- much more of a traditional horror movie. And being as Hellraiser isn't a traditional horror movie, I think that's why the the diehards hate it so much. The third one, but that was the first one I saw that scared the shit out of me. And so that's I I, I like that one and shit like that. <laughs> you know I am I'm a ball of contradictions if you haven't noticed, but that's kind of been what we've been doing lately is we've been perusing Netflix and Hulu and kind of asking around for horror movie recommendations and watching some, some stuff that we were like, Hey, didn't we start this once? And, Oh yeah, it was really shitty. So we stopped or something. And so we've been kind of catching up on a lot of these lesser known horror movies, which to be fair, horror movies, they're make you know, 500 of them a year. And most of them are lesser known. Most of them go direct at this point to direct to Netflix and Hulu and Amazon prime. And so we've been perusing those. I can't even think of we did. Um, Cause my wife had seen the haunting of Hill house on Netflix and I saw bits and pieces of it. Again, she was watching it every day. I was watching it when I was home. And so I'd see one episode or maybe two episodes and she was already at the whole thing. So I, I saw like, two episodes in the middle of the end. I think I actually saw the ending, but I hadn't seen how we got here. So we actually binged through that again, which if you haven't seen that, that like when you get to the ending, that fucking story, you go through all the horror stuff and the creepy stuff and the, wow, she's what a bitch and all of the personalities and you get to know the whole family and the whole situation, get all shit gets all crazy, freaky and weird and shit. And then you get to the end and it's just sad. When you have the whole picture of everything all together, it's just sad. So, there's that. <laughs> and I realize this is all just turned into Adam's movie review. Uh, did I mention I don't plan anything? I'm pretty sure I don't mention I, I plan anything. Yeah. I can't even say that sentence. I'm pretty sure I mentioned I don't plan anything. But it's, it's we, we watched, Um, there was a a uh, witch movie, something about a witch house. I I forget. House of the Witch. I think that's what it was. House of the Witch. And it was very much a cheesy, low-budget horror movie, you know, bunch of stereotypical teens trapped in a house. And it had some good moments to it, but some of the stuff was just predictable and seriously. And... So like it, it, it suffered from a little bit of just trying to be artsy. And there was, I think after I'm remembering the movies, right? We've watched a bunch of these. There was one scene and it was, and it was seriously, it was just a shot. It was like, we're, you know, the, the standard we're all splitting up scene and you guys go this way and you guys go this way. And it, it was a logical splitting up. Somebody was hurt here. You guys take her to the kitchen and see if there's a first aid kit. We're going to keep looking in the rest of the house for the missing member of our group. And so the the two or three that go down to the kitchen, they go down the dark hallway because, of course, nobody knows how to use a fucking light switch in a horror movie. And they're going down the dark hallway. And then the other ones are going up the stairs and are being very loud, stomping their way up the stairs as weird shit's already been happening. Why are you going to draw attention to yourself like that? But whatever. And then so it's like the camera guy is standing there at the bottom of the stairs between the the bottom of the stairs and the doorway. And you look and this is pitch black doorway and you see them going down the, the hall and you're expecting any second some shit to come out of the hall. Like they're going to get chased out of there or they're, they're like you're going to see them turn the corner and then you're going to see like red eyes or some bullshit. You're going to see something. Because it's a pitch black hallway and three people just walk down that hallway and it's holding, the camera's holding on that. So you're like, okay, they're holding on this. Something's got to happen because that's, you know, how movies work. Nothing. They're just sitting there. Like the end of the shootout in the in house of a thousand corpses. If you've seen that movie, you know what I'm talking about. And then the camera pans. I'm sorry to spoil that scene for you, but nothing happens. And then the camera pans over and goes and up to the ceiling, which would be the ceiling going up towards the second floor where the rest of everybody is now. And you hear their footsteps as they're going up there. And for an excruciatingly long time, it's zooming in on the ceiling. And all you're hearing is completely normal. Them climbing up the stairs and walking around upstairs. And nothing fucking happens. (laughs) It's like a minute and a half, two minutes of staring down this dark hallway, then staring up at the fucking yellow painted ceiling for no fucking reason. (laughs) I realize filmmaking is an art form. Stop trying to be Picasso. You're making a low budget horror movie. Stop it. But I think that was, I think that was house of the witch and, you know, props to the token black guy for not being the first one to die, but holy shit, man, did they put him through the ringer? (laughs) That dude, man, I just felt, he looked like they were like, what are we going to do to him? Let's give him leprosy slowly. (laughs) That's what it looked like. He had, he was like getting like acid attacks and like haunt by ghost uh, hives and shit. He was just getting put through the ringer. But you know what? He didn't get murdered violently first. So got to give it to him. I mean, he died. Uh, You know, spoiler, everybody dies. It's one of those type of horror movies because you can do that nowadays is you can do those horror movies where everybody dies, which is a nice thing. There's no final girl. You were just the last one to die. But uh, I think then we watched we watched the Relic, which is a creepy ass movie. Uh, with I mean, they're all horror movies. They're supposed to be creepy ass movies. I don't know why I keep saying that. But I feel like I feel like I look at this movie and if the the name the movie is basically about a little old lady who you a kind of cursed old lady, I guess. Like grandma goes missing and then they're looking for her and looking for her and then she turns up and she's being all crazy and shit and there's some haunting shit that's going on in the house and crazy grandma and haunting shit. And then I'm thinking like this movie's called the relic and it's about an old lady. Are you seriously calling this old lady a relic? Is this how this movie is made? But I think it has to do with some, there's like some antique shit in the house. And I think that's what it is that they're referencing is calling it the relic. Personally, I think you should have renamed your movie because it really leads you to believe that you're calling us a little old lady, a a fucking relic, but okay. (laughs) And we watched, this was like some fucking Kevin Bacon movie, um, The Darkness. And all I could think after watching this movie was, holy shit, you guys wasted your entire budget on Kevin Bacon, didn't you? I looked it up. This thing has a 3% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, holy fuck. That movie was bad. Uh, like we had to go watch another movie after it just to uncleanse. I was like, this movie is what you watch as a palate cleanser. It was fucking problematic as fuck. And I'm not normally one to sit there and nitpick something for being problematic, but a long story short, a kid with autism and native American ghost demons. Yeah. Uh, a slightly longer story. Uh, they're at the Grand Canyon. Kid with autism falls in a hole, finds cursed rocks, um releases uh, Native American uh, ghost demon things that only he can see because autism. And as he's being like controlled by demons and shit. Um, everybody's blaming all of the weird reactions and all of the weird stuff on autism. And so now you have scapegoat autism and scapegoat Indians. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is so, like, everything about this movie was just problematic as fuck. Never And, like, I'm looking, you look at the cast, and you're like, you guys blew all your money on the cast and never paid anybody to write a good movie. Never mind that it was, like, the, our third movie in... In a couple of weeks where it was, you know, mysterious black smoke demon thing where you're just like somebody learned how to make a smoke effect on their computer. And this is how they're making the ghost. It's just a ghost shadow smoke effect thingy. I'm like, you guys have Kevin Bacon in this movie. You have Jennifer Morrison in this movie. And and Lucy Fry. You have named known actors in this movie. You have people in this movie that people will know. And you're using like Microsoft paint fucking smoke monster. Wow. Okay. Wow. Does Kevin Bacon have some like fucking uh, Nicolas Cage debt where you don't know about or something? I don't know. He's been doing a lot of really shitty movies lately. Seriously. It's like, I don't know. Um, I don't even remember the movie we watched, what it was called. There was a movie we watched. Oh, we watched Don't Knock Twice. I don't know if you've heard of that one. I heard of that one. I didn't. and I was getting it confused. There's so many of those. Um, there's the Bye Bye Man. There, We haven't watched that one yet. I don't know if we're going to. There was that. Um, there was it. I, it's like Don't Make a Noise or something like that where it's like the pranksters or something in the old man's house and he's blind and he's got you know blind guy super hearing or something and he's basically hunting them down in his house because you assholes broke into this old guy's house and didn't realize he was fucking blind superman or some shit but you know I I, I get it mixed up with all those sort of movies of you know let the right one in don't knock twice um it follows y'all need to get some better naming conventions but yeah that's a lot of what we've been doing lately um at least at night during the daytime i've still been playing overlord and and uh the angry birds bubble blast as a palate cleanser and binging supermarket sweep on netflix because supermarket sweep is on netflix and that is the most nostalgia ass fucking shit ever <laughs> Oh man, fucking supermarket sweep. I remember I used to watch that shit all the time and now it's on Netflix and I was sitting here and I was actually sitting there watching like, like three or four episodes, like binging out fucking supermarket sweep. And the boys are watching this and just thinking, looking at how old this show is. And if you aren't familiar with the show and it's probably the run you're most familiar with. Uh, where everybody still looked like they were in the 80s with the pastel sweaters and the looks like prices right name tags was ran from 90 to 95 I had to look it up and then there was a a remake in the 2000s like 2003 or something like that we' on the game show network but I didn't know because I had to look it up just because I was trying to look up when the hell was this run because I was thinking this was like 1980. Looking at everybody, so many mullets, so many perms, so many mullets. Oh, man. But watching Supermarket Sweep in 2020 and then Googling it to find out that the original Supermarket Sweep was a show on the BBC in the 60s. And that the one we're all familiar with, I'm, I'm assuming if you are familiar with Supermarket Sweep, you're familiar with the 90s version. And how silly that was. And we realized that basically, if you've ever seen guys' grocery games, it is supermarket sweep meets chopped. That's what this game is. <laughs> so now you understand, you'll understand that reference if you've ever seen either of those shows. But it's it's just, it is what it is. It's so cheesy. And it's so fun sitting there trying to play the games along with the contestants like we used to because. I'm not as good at this as I used to be. <laughs> it's like watching The Price is Right and seeing how good you are at some of these games. I'm not as good at these games anymore. I haven't played Supermarket Sheep. Supermarket Sheep. I haven't played Supermarket Sweep games and played along with this in, you know, eh, 20 years. Ah, God, fuck, I'm old. No, it's about 25 years. Ah, fuck, I'm even older. But I haven't I haven't watched this since it was new. And so it's, it's so crazy. It is just so crazy. And again, the the sweaters and the hair and the how many domestic engineers there are. It's so bad. I'm like they really and this was because this was at the start of that sort of PG era, or not PG, but PC era, where you weren't a housewife. And you were you were you put on things like this. You say you're, I'm a domestic engineer. I'm like, look, you're a housewife. Okay. There's no shame in being a housewife. You sound like a pretentious, like snooty bitch when you say, I'm a domestic engineer. No, you're a housewife. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, at the same time, this was in the era, I think they had cigarettes in this fucking store. So, <laughs> you know, this, this all happened during the era of you could smoke while grocery shopping. So just to give you a time perspective on what 1990 was like, and just watching this show over again, and I like I almost want to try and find "Press Your Luck." And there was a there was another version of a, this show I cannot remember. I I could probably Google it right now for you, but I'm not going to. Where it was like supermarket sweep, but you're in a mall, and you were going store to store in a mall. And I remember that show. I remember I actually liked that show more, and maybe it's just because it's sillier, but. I could have swore that they used to run those two shows back to back on whatever the hell channel. I don't even remember what channel they were on. Hell, it could have been. I couldn't even tell you what channel Supermarket Sweep was on when I was a kid, but it was on. And I'm pretty sure the mall thing was on right after it. It was like a game show block, kind of like Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune are now. But yeah, that, 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 that's what we've been doing. It's been what well, it's been Netflixing. You know, it's been horror movies at night and me watching stupid TV shows from the 90s, apparently, from the totally should have been the 80s, but it was the 90s. And floor is lava. <laughs> that has been our big binge. Family, this is our family game watching the floor is lava. And if you have not watched or seen the floor is lava on Netflix, you have to watch this. It is the most ridiculously silly goofy game it is what it is it is exactly what what you think it is it's like playing that simple game like where you say oh floor is lava and everybody have to stay off the floor except in this case the floor is lava and you're the. it's like a big obstacle course thing where people have to get from one side of the room to the other jumping across furniture and whatever and they're all different themed rooms ones a kitchen ones a planetarium and they're uh, whatever and they have all these different uh, obstacles and, and shit, and some are tra- booby-trapped. Meanwhile, there's bubbling lava jello floor thing, and the stairs at the end are slowly sinking into the lava, and you've got to get over there. And the team who gets the most people over fastest wins. And if you fall, well, tough shit. And it's really funny because it's really obvious that all of the competitors are directed to be as dramatic as fucking possible when somebody falls in the lava (laughs) because they'll be like "No!" and all super dramatic as they're sinking and it's not like ninja warrior where somebody falls in the water and push and they swim out it's like they sink like is there a diver under the jello orange jello lava stuff It, it looks like it's orange jello really like they just have a shit ton of orange jello mix and it's warm so it's liquidy and bubbling and it's really funny because some of these obstacles will be like oh you've got to jump from here to here and they're like four anywhere from four to seven foot jumps between obstacles so they're, they're decent jumps and watching everybody who's too scared to make the little jump and everybody's just belly flopping um but like it'll be like oh you got to jump from here to here, right in the middle is a fucking geyser that just blasts them and makes everything slick. <laughs> <laughs> Shit like that. And it's not like, oh, if you get sprayed, you're out. It's you got to fall in. But it's just, it's just so silly and ridiculous. And the just all the obstacles are so goofy. And it's funny watching everybody run through. And spoilers, I'm going to say spoilers to I don't even know what episode number. I just remember saying there was a group of guys we're all rock climbers and they made it look fucking easy. I'm like, fuck you guys. <laughs> all I could say is they made it look easy, but there were rock climbers. So obviously they were going to make it look easy. But at the end of the game, the winning team, gets $10,000 and a lava lamp. <laughs> it's fucking great. Oh, it's so great. It is the silliest, goofiest, dumbest thing. You're going to love it. You got to watch it. If I have to have one recommendation, stupid horror movies, fuck Halloween as a movie. Yes, holiday, not movie. Fuck the movie. And the floor is lava. Watch the floor is lava. It's just stupid fun. <laughs> it's just stupid fun. <laughs> Watching people belly flop along and overly dramatic. And it's not just when they go in. Their, part, their teammates are all, ah, Adrian, no! The, the, every fucking time everybody that goes in is all dramatic everybody that that watches them fall is all dramatic it's it's it's, it's a blast it, you gotta watch it okay that's it so one last thing and i keep doing this because it's already been a long time and this is a long time for a rambly what the fuck episode Happy anniversary, everybody. I have some sad news today to report. Uh, due to the fact that I and do live on the surface of the sun, unfortunately, my pumpkins, which were very successful and were growing and doing so great, died. We had two pumpkins. They were doing really good. They're getting, like, watching the like, massive growth, the... the The bigger of the two, the first one to, to start off was about the size of a softball. The other one was just bigger than a tennis ball. And we've just had such a massive heat wave in the last few weeks, you know, sitting there in the 115 plus for the last couple of weeks that, that plant just could not take the heat anymore and burnt up and they died and it sucks cuz they were the, they were the one plant doing the best because our strawberries got eaten by bugs and the cucumbers haven't produced anything yet the watermelons haven't produced anything yet the peppers are getting eaten by bugs the tomatoes aren't fruiting yet cuz it's too damn hot the but the pumpkins were growing goddammit. it and now they're not and so i was like fuck it you know what i'm going to try having a fall garden and we I pulled everything out, stripped it all back, fertilized the ever shit out of that bed, added tons of compost and fertilizer and everything, and planted some new pumpkins and, and moved the the sprinkler to a better position so that it's going to make better use of the bed space that we have because it was in a really dumb place before. I just planted them in a dumb spot for that bed, but now they're in a better spot. So I'm going to try again and hopefully... Going from the time on the timeline from when we planted them originally to when we want to have them. I really think that come November, we will have pumpkins. I really am hopeful that by November, I will have some really nice pumpkins. And here's to round two. So that's it. Had to give you a garden update because that's what I've been doing lately. Uh, Really hoping. Our, our watermelons are getting really the, the plants getting big. The vines are getting big. I've got a ton of vines on that thing. I'm just, I don't have nothing's fruiting yet. So I'm really hopeful. And that's it. Everything else is kind of dormant right now. So in the meantime, that's it. That is it for me for the week. Happy anniversary again. Thank you for listening and, and, supporting me in all of the weirdness, you know, because I've I've spent five years of talking to myself and to you with, like I said last time, very little in the way of feedback. And that's okay. I know you're there and that's all that matters is that at the end of the day, I look at the numbers and it says this many people were crazy enough to listen to you. And As long as that number is more than zero, I'm kind of happy with it because somebody out there, you, if you're listening to this right now, made the choice to push, play, and listen to me do this. And whether or not you've been listening for the last five years or the last five, or I'll give you 55 minutes, I appreciate that you do it because... I don't know what else I'd be doing right now. This is, this is who I am. This is what I do. I am the odd dead out. I am a podcaster. I am an aspiring voice actor, but deep down, I'm a podcaster first. That's where my heart is. And Yeah, that is who I am. That is what I have learned in five years of podcasting, that I can do this for you. Serve up my brains on a silver platter of sound, which sounds a little less gross than giving you brains on a silver platter. And, And give this to you, hopefully for your enjoyment or for you to sit around a circle and like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? But thank you. After five years, all I can really say is thank you. And a big thank you for my, my awesome Patreon supporters, because you're crazy enough, not only to support me as my friends, but also financially. Uh, Chris, Derek, and, and the rest of the Rolling Adventures group and I realize it's primarily Derek that picked it but you all guys get credit too and of course Heather and Lisa and Sam I love all of you guys, you guys are all awesome you can donate to and get your name read or memorized because they've all been doing this for a while at uh, patreon.com slash odddadout of course links in the show notes and on the website it's all over the place or if you don't want to commit to a monthly thing, you can buy me a coffee. That's on the website, too. I'm not going to tell you it's in the show notes. It's always in the show notes. Or you can buy merch. Buy a shirt. Buy a buy a skateboard. Fuck. I don't know. There's, there's so much shit with... It. There's stickers and buttons and shirts and leggings. and Leggings don't have my face on them. They have my art on them. But there's all this sort of shit there shop.odddoddodpodcast.com or of course what, I, what what's the magic word? Send the show notes. At this point I think I'm committing some sort of podcast crime. I've said it too many times. But all those things if you want to support me. If not you probably skipped all of this bullshit by now. But again, I just want to say thank you and you're awesome. Again, everything is at odddoddodpodcast.com Um Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Odd Dad Out. Join the Facebook group and tell a friend. I really don't give two shits about reviews or ratings or any of that stuff. None of that matters to me. But if you really like the show, tell a friend about it. Because I suck at self-promotion. I'm, I'm good at doing this and talking to you. I'm not good at trying to get other people to listen i'm not good at promoting myself i'm good at promoting the things i I like or bullshit that i'm making fun of i can talk about that stuff i can't go out and tell you to listen to my thing i don't want to be that jerk but if you want to tell your friends to listen to my thing do that if the best thing you could possibly do for me forget the money forget the shirts and the the patreon and the the buy me a coffee's The best thing you could ever do for this show is to tell your friends about it. If you like the show, I'd appreciate it if you would share it with your friends. That's it. That's all I got. I'm done. Five years in the books. Holy fuck. Here's to another five. Hopefully my wife doesn't kill me because i think if she gets to that line in this show she's gonna but until next week oddballs thank you and good night